0: I was in Italy for, like, a week. Uh, Bastard. You live in France. It's not even like it's... <laughs> but it was interesting because uh, I had no internet access except, like, a little bit of Wi-Fi at the hotel at night. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the, the <laughs> hour... At night? Well, like, the, when I, when we went back to the hotel... It just allowed we you to eat.
1: have internet at night? <laughs> like yeah, at night only at night.
0: It turns on between, like, 6 and 9. Go! Everybody. <laughs> but it was interesting because I've seen, like... A lot of talk lately about – I feel like it's a trendy thing to talk about is like, oh, man, I'm, I'm unplugging for a little while. But, yeah, it was a thing on Twitter too. Like, yeah, people but people did just... it like, oh, I'm just going to – I'm going to unplug for a while, guys. Bye. And Beep. I don't know. I, I, I thought it might be interesting to talk about because I, have, I don't even know what I, what I think about that.
1: I don't like when people do that.
0: Well, I okay, so the thing I... The reason I brought say, this up... I mean,
1: say it on Twitter. Like, I'm guys, I'm going to unplug.
0: Right. Like, I, I think I tweeted, buy internet, going to Italy, as, like, a jokey way of saying I'm not going to have internet. Not, like, right. I'm purposely not having internet, though that was kind of the thing. But yeah, but I again, don't, you didn't do it for the third time. Well, no, so what I realized was, like... I don't know. I don't actually think it changes that much for you. Like, personally, as... If you... if huh. If not having the internet for, like, seven days... Changes your life? You got other things going on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this I at think all. Six
1: minutes in, we're like already like d- basically insulting. Oh, I'm everybody.
0: putting everyone on blast at this point. I don't know. <laughs> no, I just I, I think like why? Okay, so why? the one thing I changed about my my uh, system, my life system. <laughs>
1: I don't know. I'm a rambly. It's <laughs> coming out in uh, in paperback next <laughs> <this> year. <laughs> the, the
0: system by Anthony Colangelo. <laughs> um. So I brought back, it sounds like I'm going instantly the other direction to overload, but I brought back RSS reader, but only because there's, like, very few feeds that I am disappointed if I miss posts on. Mm -hmm. So I brought it back in an extremely limited way. Um, The best example is, like, Brent Simmons in Essential. Right. He's, oh, my God, he's amazing.
1: What do you mean by RSS reader? Like, A- and so I, I re-subscribed,
0: I re-upped my uh, Feed Wrangler subscription. Feed Wrangler. I turned Wrangler. that back on. That's the David Smith, uh, it's like $15 a year. It's just a, it's just a, because Google Reader died. Yeah. Remember? So now, Yeah. yeah. Um, Feed Wrangler's nice. And then it, I use um, the, well, I kind of use the Reader app, but that, it sucks for certain reasons.
1: Uh, okay. Reader
0: app, my problem is, there, like, if I go in there and... It only shows the shit unread, like the unread stuff.
1: I, that's really annoying. It's my—it's a
0: huge problem. So the Feed Wrangler, actually, he makes an app for it as well that has all the history, which is a pretty nice app. Um, but yeah, the, the thing I realized is that like there are a few things that I like to read that I normally catch the links on Twitter just by like strolling, like scrolling through throughout the day. Makes sense. But when I was dipping in and out so infrequently... Yeah, I don't, I'm i not on Twitter all the time, but I check it in the morning when I'm eating breakfast, like twice throughout the day. <laughs> what? I'm not on
1: Twitter all the time, but when I'm getting breakfast, I'm on it. No, like if I'm <laughs> sitting
0: there eating cereal, I'll, I'll read a couple tweets. I'll check it like twice throughout the day. Now you know what he eats
1: for breakfast. Yeah,
0: exactly. And then I'll do it like a little bit at night, but not that much. So but then like when I was just off Twitter, except for like 10 minutes at night. I missed a bunch of stuff that I normally just keep up on the Twitter. So I realized that Twitter's pretty terrible to keep up with things unless you're, like, trimmed it down pretty well and you're willing to scroll through a bunch of crap. Like, it's noisy and that's what I like about it, but for certain things I like having a reader because I don't want to miss those things. So that's the one thing that changed for me, like having my unplugged experience or whatever, is that I brought it back, but only... I didn't put like all the streams that I want to read in there, um, but I put on the th- in the things that I really don't want to miss.
1: Can you name them? Is it? Do we want? I to don't have there, an exhaustive list in there yet. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I can.
0: Okay. I think I'm, I'm building it up over time. Is my point? But what like, kind first... of stuff?
1: What kind of stuff actually? Because I, I feel like specifics might not be as helpful as like what is the kind of stuff you realize you you re- actually miss?
0: Right. Okay. So not I'm not putting in like you know the verge or any like high qu- like high quantity tech news site.
1: Oh god, you just Okay, this is, this what? is going really good direction. Keep going.
0: Okay. I yeah, I don't I don't put that cuz that is stuff that I would I, okay, so I guess what I realized was that Twitter's really good if you're on it enough to have it useful to tell you what's going on right now. But it is not good if you are looking at it to be like what are interesting things that I should read this week. You know what I'm saying? What's fuck mm-hmm. Something's vibrating weird. I can't find it. <laughs> Whatever. No. It's just, just, just ignore it. That's anyway. My, that's my
1: motto. When something's <laughs> vibrating
0: weird, I just pretend it it's not there. I think it's, I think it's my bag. Whatever. As long as it's not the <coughs> pants thing. So, that's um, in essential, I said, Brett, Brent Simmons, um, mm-hmm. his blog, he does, he has a really interesting style where it's like, he's kind of thinking out loud. Like my favorite one, my favorite one was uh, over the over this past weekend. He does those Vesper Mac diaries, like number any numbers them. So he he writes kind of it's kind of like thinking out loud for his development of the Vesper Mac app. So he had Vesper Mac app diary number five, and this was on July fifth. All of this happened on July fifth in a single day, Um, and this was extremely relevant to problems I'm having. But Vesper Vesper Mac diary number five storyboards and passing things around and it's a great post about like i have an ns managed object context i need to pass it around how do i do that um and it's kind of an open ending thing he ends with a question and then a couple posts later in number number eight the title is figured out how to pass things around nice and then the number nine like immediately after that was not going to pass things around (laughs) <laughs> like, and it's totally, you can see how it, it's just him thinking out loud. Um, yeah. And it's, it's extremely incredibly valuable. And it's, you know, it's not its, it's not tutorial-esque in, like, showing me how to use an NS Managed Object context, but it's letting me see into his mind of problems he's struggling with. And it's a problem that I've been struggling with for every time i use ns managed, managed object context so it's just interesting to see like how his brain works and how he thinks about problems it's not necessarily like here's how to fix problems but it's how to think about problems
1: that takes a lot of gusto to let other people see how you think because i feel like a lot of us have insecurities yeah, about our Yeah you get process. very
0: defa- like secure and defensive about them
1: Yeah Yeah this, and I don't this know why. shows I mean. maturity in a sense in a developer to me if you can, I if wish you would can, go back and do If you're completely this. open about how you do things, doesn't mean you're the best. It just means that you're you're even footed. Yeah. that make any sense?
0: Well, it's almost it's almost like you are comfortable with the fact that you you don't know everything. Because I mean, even that that Vesper Mac Diary number five ended with this doesn't feel right. What's the best way? What if? How have you done this? Like very right, open and and honest and. It's not saying, you know, I'm some – I'm here I come on my high horse telling you how to use NS Managed Object Context. He's, he's like, here's my problem. This way feels dirty. How the hell do I do this better? Um, this is, this is,
1: to me, the definition – I feel like philosophy in general, the definition of the path to wisdom is accepting that you don't know everything and there's a lot of stuff you don't know. And if you share some – at least you get that rubber duck effect. I don't know if we've, if we've talked about rubber ducking, but like I don't think talk. we have. So, talking to an, uh, an inanimate object in front of you in your desk. So, say you have a little bubble head. just talk to your bubble, <laughs> bubble heading. <laughs> Who is you, which, you,
0: what bobblehead do you have? Uh,
1: I don't have, I love doing that on, on actual real humans. Or, this is how I, re- so I talk a lot. Here's the, one of the reasons is that I, I usually talk a lot on chat. Just, I just dump it on our hip chat. And then eventually someone's like, hey, you're dumb. Or, or someone just says one word and I'm like, okay, I get it. Okay, I got it. So I, I kind of like hide my, my process in a way. So I'm, I'm really impressed by Brent just doing that publicly. Yeah,
0: yeah it's, it's definitely the best thing I read. Um, and it's definitely one of the only ones that I will not miss a post of. But, you know, it's not, he doesn't post all the time. He posts his, I mean, July 5th he posted a bunch, but that was because he apparently was having internal struggles. But he posts one or two a day, um, and sometimes really short. Um, But his stuff is awesome. So that was one that was in there. Uh, I don't have too many in there right now, because, like I said, I'm building it up over time. One he always links to, and I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name perfectly, but Ole Begiman? I
1: don't
0: know this O-L-E-B dot net. He's an iOS developer. I don't know. He he writes kind of similar in stuff in that it's it's uh like more thoughtful side of things of like development, more so than hard tech news or or tutorial esque development stuff. Um but Brent always links to him, so I put his stream in there because I often find myself getting lost in his site as well. So um Yes, you're sending me the link for the doc. I will post them in there. <laughs> thank,
1: thank you for saying that out loud. It <laughs> was a really good, good podcastmanship going on. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. So, um, anyway. I'm, I'm not, I'm jotting down everything because he's dropping <coughs> awesome little links. So, I yeah, want to sure I mean, you, but see, this is stuff
0: out. is like. My point is that there are things that whenever they come up on my Twitter stream, I always click on and read. Mm-hmm. And, um,. Those things, it's tough to keep up on if you're not on Twitter as much. Um, so I brought it back in a limited way because sometimes, I feel like a lot of times when I have a, a few minutes that I want to check Twitter and catch up on stuff, I, it's not always easy to do because I jump in and I'm like, I want to catch up on, I check like a few accounts to see if they posted anything recently, so I'm realizing that that's what RSS readers were for. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? So... I'm using it as more like, okay, I have a, I have a few minutes in a cab or on a train or whatever, and I want to catch up on that stuff that I like following. So I, I just hop in there. And, that, and for that reason, Reader's nice because it just shows me what I haven't read yet. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. But anyway, that was my point was that quote unquote unplugging, even though I hate that term and that idea, which I want to actually talk about in a second, made me realize that Twitter is inefficient for the stuff that I really care about, and it deserved its own thing. So
1: can I can I take it you, you you triggered something in my mind which I feel like is a, a little backstory that I want to go into really quickly. I, I know you, exactly you where
0: you're going with this. I think
1: I would love if you did. Uh, so is it
0: about is it a, is it about um, me me? It it involves you. It involved me in the early days of our friendship. Yes. Yeah. It it it, it does, ahead. and I really hope I didn't go ahead. Put touch me on, on blessed.
1: Okay, so. Uh, a quick, quick um, pre-pre background because, of course, that's me. So I, I would I would do that when I when I, <laughs> lived, when I 10 minutes. lived in when I still lived in Paris, I had uh, a PC, so I didn't have a Mac yet. And I I first my first Mac was in two thousand eight. I got a refurbished MacBook Pro, and before uh, when I lived in Paris, I was in love with. I wasn't a prof- professional web developer. I was an amateur web designer, and I loved notifications. Oh my god. The world, just like, broop, int- like just erupting in my computer, was the most joyful thing. It's just like when you get email for the first time. Oh my god, I got email! I got email. Let me read the email. You read the email, and then your friend sent you like a thirty-page email, and you are like, "Oh yes, I get to read thirty pages." You are super excited. I had, uh, I had a, a plugin for Chrome. I th- no, even better, a plugin plugin for Windows that would tell me that would ping literally. Every time I had a Gmail email and I had RSS uh, hooked into Gizmodo and yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) And that was on also, I don't think I had notifications for this. I might've had email notifications. That's actually possible. I had that. So anyway, I had all these things and over time, it took me quite a bit of time and I realized that uh, how much this noise Especially Gizmodo, which is probably the noisiest blog on on the face of the internet. They just they just post so much stuff. It's like they're they're paid for generating stuff. They just it doesn't really matter how relevant it is to their vaguely defined audience. They just it just post 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 mm-hmm. post, and it's just so much stuff. You don't it cannot be relevant. There's not that many important things happening every day. It's just not possible. Even on our huge planet, it's not possible. So eventually, you start doing this thing, and I—I I think what you're describing is exactly that. That's why I'm see—I'm actually going to the point faster than I usually yeah,
0: do. Yeah, no, I actually like the way you're taking this in because I this is keep going.
1: I'm Over like time, I discovered in in the crappy links, it basically in the crappy reblogs that Gizmodo would make. Sometimes they would, sometimes not all the time, they would link to sources. I might be mean, I think they do that. Uh, Or they would have a little link to a thing that would take me to a third thing, and then eventually I realized, you know what? This little bingy thing that keeps like interrupting me—I don't really care. There's just a few kind, like there's a a limited set of stories that I notice are always interesting to me. So, let's look at who's actually sourcing, generating this source, this information. And I found—I think that's how I found Daring Fireball. I think I think that's how I found. Through another Twitter account or blog post, I found Marco dot net. I found Chris Dixon's blog because someone was saying I think something about the best bloggers in New York City. So there's Marco and and Chris Dixon, and that was around 2007 or six, uh, way back before they were as big as they as they are now. Even Dar- Daring Fireball wasn't that big. I think at the time, it sounds like it, it sounds like a hipster, but <laughs> it wasn't big because Gizmodo were were using these as sources. They don't really do that anymore. Because they're too big, they they would just I don't know I feel like that would be a rarity, and and eventually I I literally turned off Gizmodo just I was happily just brr, took it off my Google Reader, rest in peace, and um, and when I met you you it's really weird it happens in your life when it has nothing to do with age because you were i mean maturity wise we i think we matched up mostly even though i was much older which kind of sucks for me <laughs> but you you were on the on the noise level you were way higher than me even though you're a musician which is kind of funny in a way but on the signal to noise thing you were uh so anthony had on his macbook pro at full sale he had Every single tweet in his timeline generated a growl notification and a sound while he was
0: working. And make the noise. Make the noise. I don't know what the noise was. Uh, I forgot. I, I thought you used Do you remember to make what it. It, is? it. was like a. It was like that glass a, bottle. It was like... Oh, like God. Little, you had like a, a triple sound noise? That's Well, force? it wasn't like the glass ting. Oh, yeah. Some kind of... Yes, like it was like
1: a news. It was like one of those things that you see on sh- uh, shitty twenty-four uh, hour news and media, you know, things where they they get breaking news. <laughs> it's like and a little was, radio how, stinger. And my question to you was, how could you possibly? How can you possibly not be disturbed or like,
0: I, yeah, disturbed? Yeah, I remember by that. you like you rolled over and you were, we were working on something. <laughs> rolled and it, over. And it, I was
1: not in a wheelchair at the time. <laughs> I was like,
0: there. we were working on something and it buzzed. And we had this conversation and I was like, you know, honestly, I don't even notice that anymore. Yeah.
1: Like that's that's exactly what you said.
0: I don't even notice that anymore. And I, yes, it's almost like I had it on for a while
1: and I didn't notice it. You know, when someone you like and you like, I'm starting to appreciate this guy, like he's, he's (laughs) making, he's just earning points. He has no idea. And that just, like, it's not so much that I thought you were an idiot, but I thought, oh my God, he doesn't even know how much he's being bothered by this because he, and you convinced me that you just, it just, it was just noise. You didn't. Yeah, even it was just notice. like a
0: thing that was happening on the side. And to me, that was.
1: So here is my response: the same one I did. Then
0: why the fuck do you have it on if you're
1: not noticing it? Why is it on? That was my uproar yeah. at the time. And it's totally so.
0: true, and and this, like, maybe not to that extreme, but this conversation that we had mm-hmm. is a thing I've had many levels of over the years, <laughs> like. Well, I mean, okay, so I'm trying to figure out how to take the this into the point I was going to bring up. Sorry. No, no, no this no. I'm trying to think of the best way, but I like the way that you set it up because it's like this thing is eating at your attention, yes. And you have control over it, so make it work for you. And that's something yeah. that I've been doing again and again, like over the years. Things change that things change in the way that you have control over them. Mm-hmm. So make sure that you use those controls. Like, the, the thing I hate about unplugging, I think, is that saying that in the way that it's said often implies that you have no control over your environment of focus.
1: God, that's such a good point.
0: Like, it, it, the fact that you need to basically unplug the power cable from your devices to feel like you've regained your focus and sanity is is implying that you don't actually have the ability to change things the way that you need them to be to do your work or do, or, you know, whatever, read or do whatever you want to do. This like, is therapy. Yeah, this no, is, I, but you I mean... finally
1: identify what pisses me so much. Yeah. What and, pisses and me off so much about when people say that.
0: So we at Full Sail, again, we keep coming back to this, but at the similar time, we had had this running joke about Bose mode <laughs> where we <laughs> yeah. we put on oh, our... God's we both had the... Bose headphones that we love because we can just QC15. Yeah, you can hit the on button and all of the other noise goes away and you just can focus on stuff. It's
1: bliss. Utter bliss. It's
0: amazing. And that was kind of a running joke, though we were mostly serious about it and how much it helped because it just made this little world for you to work in and think in your own mind or whatever. But do not disturb or turning your notifications off on Mac OS 10 or whatever you have on Android or anything like that. Like, I've realized over the years that That's just Bose mode for my other stuff. Yes. And I've been using that so much in the last six months or eight months. Um, If I have a thing that I really... There are times, obviously, when I like notifications. If I'm sitting around watching a hockey game or just hanging out or doing work that's more of exploratory and fun, I like having notifications on because, you know, whatever. It's people to talk to. But if there's something that I really need to focus on or something that I'm struggling to understand or just need to get done... I'll put on do not disturb on everything and put, you know, Bose mode on. (laughs) And it's like, I have control over the notifications that are around me and, and the things that are appearing to me and not using those is, is really stupid. If, if you're going to then do, Oh, I'm unplugging for a week. And then the other side of that is like, the other thing I have a problem with is when people are like, Oh, well he's on vacation. So I'm not going to send him an email. That's always been a funny one to me, because like I get that, and that's nice, and you're considerate for that, but you're gonna forget about it by the time he's back, and then not send him the email probably. And you realize that email is not a phone call. Exactly, like that guy has, or that guy or woman or whoever it is has control over when they look at email, what email they get notifications for, how they handle email, like all of that, and that is a thing that. I don't understand why that's like, why that's. This that is one of the few up.
1: things you can actually blame the victim for. Exactly.
0: It's one of the very few things. But if you go on vacation, turn your email notifications off. Don't expect all email in the world to stop being sent to you. Yep. I don't know. It's, it's Someone just...
1: did that. I saw someone mention that on Twitter, actually, of all places, uh, saying that they just basically. Um, stop checking the work box to just check the personal box so that if there 's friends and they still want to care and people who know their private email will send them email and they 'll see that, but yeah. not the work stuff I think
0: that 's really smart that 's what I did when I went away i just I turned off notifications and I had my i turned off fetch and all that, so it had to be a manual pull and then I had my mail app only load my my personal email account um God, s- to just check that stuff at night. Because, you know, I don't know. I really never, just in case. But, I don't know, I just found this. I feel like people, we have so much control over notifications and what we see when we see it now. That I feel like saying unplugging is just, is just kind of a, a useless term. Because you have control over this stuff. And it's up to you to use it. I'm not going to not send you an email because you didn't use your notifications right. You should not have to unplug. To That's not the point saying. of email though yeah like that you should not have asynchronous
1: yeah (laughs) but But, i'll repeat what i just said you should not have to unplug to stay sane right otherwise that means you're doing a bad job at working
0: right like if this is technology is a part of life now Mm -hmm. the amount of which you let it have control over you is that's that's your call that's true and i don't i I hate i I hate also branding that as a thing that has control over you but if it's if it's something you're noticing that's taking away your attention, then there are ways to fix that that don't require, like, an EMP.
1: <laughs> to me, that's discipline, though. It's it's funny because I see that all around me. I see that in, in entertainment, like, the way people consume entertainment. And this is a, definitely a segue. But, you know, the, say Netflix. Netflix releases uh, 35 episodes of House of Cards. And the same night, people go, there's 35 episodes, I love that show, fuck everything else, I'm just going to watch 35 episodes. What is your discipline? You will not... I pro, there, I could scientifically prove you that you will enjoy this show more if you watch two a night and it make it last. I, uh, it yeah, has no, to. No, I mean, it's... Your brain will not remember half the shit you saw, because you were just in a daze after eight hours of marathon. <laughs> It's, it's so get back to this really quickly. So I don't want to make this this segue last. The you have no idea how much you're, you this. I'm more excited about this episode than any other episode we've made, just because you you just revealed things that were floating in my head. Not because I want to say them, because I, I think they're important, and I feel like few people seem to see how obvious they are. They're not hard solutions to problems. So you talked about email. You said, I turned off notifications. I do not have notifications on for my email ever. There yeah. is no email that has notifications. There's no badge on any of my email accounts, including work accounts. Email is the thing I
0: open. You dip and in and out of it and rather than... Exactly. B- yeah. I think I have I one see. for VIPs and right. my personal one you're right which is yeah. I, that's, I think that's like for me that's the appropriate level because yeah, that's I get it boss, from mommy. the three or four people right. at work that if they email me there's a there's something that's happening that I need to be aware of
1: exactly to me it's it's my boss a uh, couple of really good friends my mom my parents people like that they get VIP because of it's probably an oh shit like it's rare enough yeah. that they send me email that generally I need to look at it
0: but that's rare but I'm not Most gonna have it on for uh, like sifter tickets or like bug tracking tickets Or pull requests, yeah,
1: and and you'll see it. It's even worse. It's not even just the intrusive notification. It's the passive notification, the badge problem that so many people on iOS have. When you couldn't turn them off for a long time, you couldn't even turn them off before Notification Center Center was on iOS. I guess six or seven? No, six. I don't know. One of those. (laughs) You couldn't take it off. You had a badge there, and that was it. You just had one more inbox to deal with i feel like so do you use inbox zero that, that the i do i'm like a misunderstood technique
0: yeah totally i'm a i'm a uh pretty much i'm not like a by the book gt deer oh but i i Dropping do names. like getting things done that's that system that i use parts of it that i like i don't use well i guess i use all of it but i'm not like a hardcore uh follower of it, I guess. I don't know.
1: I have to mention uh, getting things done this uh, registered trademark of uh, <laughs> David Allen company because I feel like I have to, I have to throw my little uh, Merlin Man reference.
0: I got to put this in the chat, too. Or not the chat. Why I it did. In the I, chat. Put, I put it Oh, you down. did? Okay. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, so ahead. that's that's like the system where I use Things. Um, Good app. The Things app on Mac and iOS, whatever. Um, that's where all of my stuff that I need to do goes. So... I'll mostly keep my inbox... I mean, my inbox is pretty much always at zero, only because I filter out a ton of stuff that doesn't belong in there anyway. But it's anywhere eight, between zero and ten.
1: I have 18 items. Right mind. now, I
0: have six. No, oh, actually,
1: sorry. I have six items in my inbox. Six, five. Uh, Eighteen today items. <laughs> that's a lot of things.
0: That's different. But yeah, I, I. so I mostly do inbox zero thing, but that's not like a hardcore belief of mine. I just... My system has been working for me for things and all that. So, like things are the is the place I care about stuff I need to do.
1: So there's um, I'm curious how you do other things now. So for 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 In- inbox zero, I don't do that because um, I'm not. I don't think I'm disciplined enough to go through. Basically, it, it adds a little level of management. It's a useful level of management. But it's a level of management that I'm too lazy, I guess, to do. Which is the one where you quickly scan the email. Is it something I need to do? Delete if it. If not, I'll take it later and put it in another side tag or inbox, uh, another side inbox, I guess, or a folder to look at later. Perhaps if it's important or something, or if it's work related. I, I I don't. I just don't do these things. I do scan though. I, I scan really quickly. What I do is I. If there's something that I really need to get to that's important, it's a crappy version of GTD in a way. It's just (laughs) I I I I either make it unread or just I see it. You know, it's just the awareness of it makes me worry. So it's it's, there's something that just rubs me. We talked about how people don't realize that they can turn this stuff off, and they it's also important to remember that you can turn this stuff on if you. If you have a lot of stuff that you get through your work, uh, that happens a lot. I know that uh, a lot of people I w- I've worked with in the past, not currently, but oh, actually even now for GitHub, for instance, like we get a lot of GitHub email and a lot of people set up filters to take this stuff out because it's just become so noisy. They, they, aren't, they don't even want to be numb to it. They just don't want to see it anymore. So they put it in an inbox and they never see it. So you end up having this problem where you use a normal fe- feature of GitHub which is uh at @replying someone to to cc them on something to just ping them let them know something's relevant and they are they are not getting it they don't respond to it because they've they've just received so much crap from GitHub for other default reasons because perhaps we use GitHub wrong. <laughs> uh everybody like there's too many people that have uh, i guess ownership of a of a of a repository on GitHub so they get notified for everything which i think is the notion of ownership needing to receive everything is i think pretty bad i think i hope GitHub changes that at some point that's like an opt in i guess you can do that with uh not watching a repo uh but it's more of an opt out than an opt in which is another problem this constant idea that you have to opt out of things that the default is going to be no 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 uh, I actually don't want this crap in my email I, I I love the way a lot of the MailChimp newsletters for instance force you to confirm that you actually do want to receive this email after you've even entered your email on a website It's uh, so MailChimp is a company in uh, Atlanta I think and they're really really careful about making sure that everybody loves the the stuff they send out because they don't want to to pr- propagate spam basically they're afraid of that um, so what they do is they make sure that the people who use their service are i guess virtuous in a way are you still I'm, with I'm me I'm still here I'm just All thinking right.
0: about thinking about it
1: <laughs> yeah I, I feel like i had a i, I lost know, I mean, a, an, an important thread to, so you well I no really...
0: opt in and out is is Kind of the same thing we're saying about like opt into your own email or opt out of your own email. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's it's a control thing, you know. Yep. And and control is everything because for notifications, for uh, things like even privacy, sometimes I think is is more of a control issue than a privacy issue. Yeah. Because there are like. Every time people go on about Facebook privacy issues, like that's an oxymoron to me. You're you're using <laughs> you're a thing Facebook. that is meant to link everyone in the world, so it's, privacy isn't your issue. Control is, like yeah. control of your information is. So, I don't know. I, I think we often feel like we or we we talk about technology as if we don't have control over it, though we have a ton of control over it. Yeah, and not using your settings to make things the way that you want them, whether that's notifications or privacy or whatever else, like not using those settings that that you've been given for a reason is, it creates these problems that we solve with nuclear options of unplugging. Yeah. Which is not, I'm not a fan of that.
1: Let me do our parallel with, uh, with unplugging because uh, before, Meaning this, meaning unplugging for te- from technology and communication. Unplugging meant, I am so tired of my job. Let me go to an island so I can remain sane. I feel like I've. Se- this always bothered me throughout my life, and I guess it's 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 um a, a factor of how lucky I am to have had parents that that took me on. You know, because I so I'm from Europe, so it's really easy to travel to for- very foreign places. Doesn't take that much traveling. I guess it's true in the US also but not as Not to the foreign. extent you don't have as right. much
0: of a they're, they're not speaking a different language when you exactly. get there unless right. you're just a well. different twang. Yeah.
1: There's weird but vaguely very similar in a way. But so because of that I, I I got to see a lot of the world or at least the continent and it always struck me how I there's a lot of people around me at work or elsewhere that Ba- their life was planned out around their vacation. Basically, their life was their vacation, and in the interim, they were working. So, that, I mean, it, not everybody can find a job that makes them fulfilled and in which they grow, or maybe they might not find it yet. But if your life is entirely based on those very few and far between moments where you're not working... You're actually not. It's it's terrifying to me. That means that I don't know if you calculated per year. What is that? So for for Americans, that's maybe two weeks. For Europeans, that's maybe a month, maybe maybe two months, depending on how lucky you are. But still, it's it's still at one at it's best a, one twelfth of fraction. your year. Yeah. Right, one twelfth, less than one tenth of your year. If you have eighty years, that's just ridiculously small amount of time that you will spend happy. And you will op- somehow, in a really fucked up way, you will opti- optimize your life for one-tenth of the time of your life. And to me, notifications, and, and I mean, not, not notifications, to me, the noise is the same thing. It's like saying, the only time you're allowed to be sane is when you're on vacation. What? What is, ah, I want to shake these people. I just want to wake up. And what you think you're doing is waking up, but that's not what you're doing. You're just giving up. You're saying, I can't do this anymore. Uh, I'm just going to turn everything off. And maybe in the back of your head you're thinking, maybe I'm missing something, but uh, I can't take it anymore.
0: I, I really think it's just like the fact that we have a lot more control over our environment in general, whether that's our technology or work environment or whatever. We have a lot more control over our environment than some people would have us believe um Do you have an example no i mean not outside of what we've been talking <laughs> <Sorry>. about yeah, <laughs> outside of the last 30 minutes i don't know i mean i'm just saying you were saying like um limiting yourself to like believe that your life is the one tenth of the year that you're on vacation or you're yeah. not working or whatever yeah. you have the ability to control the environment that you're working in whether or not it to seems that at extent. all times is yeah to a certain extent but I don't know, I mean, maybe this is my American side of me and saying then, like, go do your own thing. You know, you can figure, there's been 7 billion people on the planet, so people have obviously figured out how to survive somehow in doing things everywhere. There are people everywhere, so people have figured it out. So I'm sure wherever you are, you could figure out how to get yourself into a situation when it doesn't feel like nine-tenths of your years wasted. Right. Maybe stop making excuses at this point. Yeah, it, exercise the control so you have. Whatever that is, if you have if you need to rip your plugs out of your wall and unplug for a couple of days, do it. But also realize that the other time you have control over something that can make your situation better.
1: I guess this is why repeat offenders bothered me so much. So I have a I have a friend I will not name because I respect him a lot, uh, look up to him a lot, but I've seen him in I guess this the span of Three years? I've seen him do this unplug thing and announce it on Twitter four or five times. And every time I think, can't you see you're failing? If you're doing this again, it means that in in the time since the last time you did it, you didn't figure out, you couldn't figure out a way to make it bearable. And I guess... To his credit, he's changing his situation between those times. So, he's, you know, if it's work or if it's uh, location or something like that, he's actually working very hard to improve and make it suit him. And he hasn't done it in a while, which might be a good sign. But yeah, repeat if, like, if you find yourself needing to unplug so much, if you find yourself needing to take a break from work so much, then maybe you're working too fucking hard. That's another one. Maybe you're just, you're not being, it's funny, we I had a conversation like this last week where someone was, was talking about how glad they were that they had, um, they had stabilized their work. Like it was unstable and now it was stable. But what it took was three, three days of incredible work, like painstaking, exhausting work. So it might have been fulfilling work, but how would you ever sustain that? It's a symptom of either you. maybe this is not the way you should do your work or even more in, interestingly, it's a symptom of maybe the environment for your work is not set up the way it should be and someone should be there to help you. Maybe, maybe you need help because if you need three days to catch up once in a while, that doesn't seem normal. I don't think most people take out tre- like three insanely painstaking days Every so often to reset and make sure that everything is is manageable and they're not going to go crazy.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know, I don't. I've never had that happen to me. See, you know, See? But that's, that's
1: reassuring,
0: right? But I mean, I get that there are situations in which require that amount of effort. But right. if it keeps happening again and again, you might need to like spend three other days thinking about how you got into that situation. Exactly, and fix an issue behind the scene. And I I guess that kind of goes for all of this, where if things that are in your life or workflow or whatever it is, if they're not, if you step back and look and if they're not actually useful, you need to like rethink how you're using them, you know? (laughs) And I'm not saying Twitter's not useful, don't use it. Like not, not to that extent, but is that notification that particularly useful to you? No. I mean, the service might be, but is that notification? Probably not. And you can tweak that, like tweak your settings to make sure that the things that actually matter get through to you and everything else is there when you need it or want it.
1: I guess that I guess the tweaking bit is something that I've seen people do, for instance, on Twitter, where they uh, they mass unfollow everybody. I feel like that's a heavy handed approach, but they mass unfollow everybody. And when they miss a piece of information, like, oh, I missed that one guy that one guy's rants or that one woman's amazing insights on this or that topic. T- to me, that's weird because that's not, I feel like a, a, a curator approach A curator approaches. Okay. So I've noticed this person is not useful and, or inflammatory in some way that's just upsetting and not really making me happy. Turn him off and do have this vigil kind of once a week, I guess, or once a month where you go, hey this is not positive this is not a vicious this is not a virtuous cycle this this information or the whatever it could be work it could be notifications like this feedback cycle is not helping me be more stable and happy and and everything else so th- it's, it's something that I do n- um, purposefully on, on on Twitter no matter how many followers I have or no many int- yeah, no, no matter how many it, things i I've become interested in. So, I guess say in the last five years, there's probably a ton of things that I didn't used to be interested in that I am that I am now interested in. But I try to keep the number of things that I follow on Twitter constant. So, if I I am not interest, so I, so if astronomy is not a huge point of interest from, to me anymore, then probably I should unfollow this. Probably I shouldn't try to have thirty five hundred things i'm interested in because that would be shitty i I would probably not manage to see you had that that symptom where you your arsus reader turns into a guilt trip
0: right yeah oh my god i have a thousand unread things (laughs) yeah that's horrible it's like a pile of books i don't know i mean you started getting into that territory of a thing that you probably want to talk about which is that facebook thing do, I don't the, even know what you're talking the about. The study that you, like you ranted about it for like a week. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the uh, the study where they showed people sad things and happy things. It's it's actually a little bit more intricate, but
1: oh, I know. Guess, but I, I mean, that's I do want to get, into get that. you started on it. That's true,
0: because um, <laughs> that's a situation in which uh, you could have tweaked your notification settings and someone else was screwing with you. And had yeah. control over your, you know, that's another. Well, that actually
1: ties into what you were saying re- really well. So basically, right, oh, like you I had will, a certain amount of control, f- but right, I will go explain go further... it better than I did. Think I'll try. Uh, so I'll go further than control. I'll talk about agency. So agency is a, is a thing, the notion that I that I know. It's basically the the ability to to determine your direction. I guess it's a terrible definition of it, but agency is what makes you in control of you. So in control of what you do, decide, read all these things. Agency is something that people revolt when you try to take take it from them. So what Facebook did, in a way, was taking agency away from people without telling them. They've done this in the past before because uh, suddenly the wall, instead of becoming a chronological list of the the people you follow and the things you follow, became this most interesting instead of, I, I think it top rated or something, something like that. They, they subtly turned it into something that wasn't most recent, but it was something else and you had to click on it. And sometimes the setting would just boop, disappear. You have to reset it. It's really an unnerving thing that they would do. And they went further because they, uh, I can't, it's, I think it's dangerous to try to, to, uh, imagine what people's motives are. So, the motive they mentioned having was we want to make sure that we show things that are positive to to, to people, not just because we're trying to be uh, good people, but yes, we are they said but but also we noticed that when people are happy, they stay on Facebook longer, so that's good. we don't want to make people sad so far, so simple. The problem is they, as you said, tweaked the amount of stories, not in the most recent view, not in people's uh, and your friends' walls, but in your news feed, which is this new thing that Facebook's introduced in the last three or four years, I guess. They would only, they basically decrease by, I think, 5% or increase by 5% the number of positive or negative things that you would see. And uh, there's a a fascinating blog post uh, on the uh, uh, a blog that I follow called Science-Based Medicine, which is my other interest that I I can't be interested in so much now. Uh, David Gorski, I think, wrote not just about the... There's a a big hoopla about the ethics of just even doing that without even telling people. He he talked about the science of it and how just crappy their science was. Basically, just instead of piling on the ethics and how outrage... Outrage? Outrage of everybody just being like, how dare you make me sadder and happier for your... ah," Which is upsetting, definitely. Um, the science was terrible. Basically, they, they had uncontrolled variables, which is a terrible thing in a research. and any kind of clinical research, you need to control all the variables because you cannot, you cannot say for sure there was an effect during an experiment if you if you don't know for sure what variables you tuned up or down, basically it's the same thing, same thing as your your amp or your your volume tweak. When you turn the knob up, the sound gets higher. It doesn't get wobblier. It doesn't get like bassier. It just get loud. It gets louder. That's a clear. I did this. This happened. You can't establish that if you don't control everything. So there was a lot of things in this experiment. Now we'll link to the to The science based medicine blog post because it's it's it was really great. Um, I was very upset, uh, unrelated to this thing, and how unsurprised or blase a lot of people were. Blas- uh, does that translate like blase? It's just meh, like, not yeah, a big, yeah, not a big deal. Yeah.
0: This is where people, I'm gonna poke at you a little bit, but okay, keep, keep going. Go for it, buddy. Keep I'm going. ready. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a
1: bunch of people, especially people in Silicon Valley, even though they were fresh, freshly implanted, a friend of mine uh, that I the, I really, really like, Stephen, um, j- just moved to San, for San Francisco. And he's not – I don't think I see him as a cynical kind of guy. He's he's. I don't think he's like that. But somehow he was unimpressed. He was just, well, what do you expect? It's Facebook. And I know that… It's Facebook. it's it's in Facebook's interest to make sure that people stay on Facebook? That's absolutely not like the the capitalistic, uh, the capitalistic uh, urge to make sure that customers stay customers, or uh, yeah, that customers still have access to our product. To be cynical about this, that you, um, that's completely fine with me. What's not fine with me is when you say you do science, and you get national. Science Foundation. I don't think it's National Science Foundation, but they got public grants. Basically, they got grant money, or at least Wasn't originally it from a university. Originally, was well, Stanford, Stanford. I think yeah. so. Uh, Stanford was uh, basically their alma mater, and they were involved with the study. There was also a claim early on that was retracted, kind of like abruptly, that they had funding from um, some kind of DOD research lab or research facility, not facility, but research. You know. Uh, and that was retracted, so I, I can't really, I don't want to use that as a lever, because that's stupid, a lever. But they took public money. They made public research, and they published it in a public journal, actually, uh, which was, I forget, I think it's the Proceedings of the National Science Foundation, or something like that. It's It's called, it has an acronym with four letters, and it's... Nor usually to get in there, to publish a paper in there, takes a lot of checks and balances and things like that, especially any kind of peer-reviewed journal. You need to have a lot of people read and check your work before you get it because they don't want crap to just show up. So if some, some lunatic just makes a really shitty study, you need people who've done similar studies to kind of look at. The problem with this thing was that very few people had done social sciences studies like this one. And it was sponsored by this. I think I believe the Stanford professor uh, or chair or um, of the social sciences uh, group. I think at Stanford. I may be completely. And she she basically kind of opened the doors for the study to get in. Uh, the, and that's that's the problem. When if Facebook did UX research on Facebook's dime using only Facebook's money to fuck with people's moods to sh- figure out how they can make more money and optimize their their funnel that is fucked up but that's fine it's their money it's their time it's their users it's if someone finds out about it the marketplace will sort it out in a way that people will just get the fuck out of facebook which perhaps will happen (coughs) um and that's fine uh so what what i'm curious like how does this really tie into our to our previous noise conversation?
0: I, I have literally no idea. You just got close to it and I figured it might be interesting to talk about because okay. I felt like we exhausted our notifications topics.
1: <laughs> no, it was uh, no, it was good. I feel like we <laughs> no, but can I'm go actually, back to it. I'm
0: not gonna I'm not gonna poke at you too much on that because do I it. No, no, I I'm actually it. not because I get what you're saying and that makes that's I thought you were mad about it. For a different reason than you are mad about it. Oh, what, I'm so, curious what you thought I was no, mad I about. No, I thought the, the first half of that, that you were disclaiming, that you weren't mad about it if it was Facebook's dime and they were doing it for mm-hmm. Facebook reasons, Yeah, um, you're mad about it because they called it science, which I makes a ton of sense because <laughs> yeah. there was a lot of problems with it. But <laughs> that I, that the, if, if you thought the first half of that, like you were saying, I was going to ask how it was different than... A-B testing headlines or none, writing none. certain kinds of articles that might get more... Like, this is why right. shitty BuzzFeed listicles exist. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> people click them and they scroll all the way through their dumb slideshow that gets them their eight ad views. Yes. And, like, that's that's the product of this kind of study. Like, oh, listicles make people go farther in an article than a, than a TLDR massive wall of text in front of them.
1: Which means, um, I, which means I'm doomed.
0: Right, exactly. Um, But no, I was just... I thought... Because there was a lot of outrage at that. Like, oh my god, how could... Because I don't think a lot of people understand like, the depth at which you just went on that, on how they used science funding money, but it's not actually science, and they did all these problems with their actual process, whatever it is. Right. Um,
1: To to summarize, their findings are useless, and they're actually – whatever they think they found so that the significance of the results is insignificant. It's it's less than margin of error, even though they trumped up their results to look like – it's more than margin of error, which is basically the noise level. Oh, we tied it in. Oh, my God. <laughs> we tied it in. So in any research, any any science research, there's two kind of concepts. There's, um, God, can you tell how much of a science nerd I am? Uh, and I'm not a scientist. That's the worst part. Um, that's why you shouldn't trust me. The There's two things that are really uh, important. There's the placebo effect, which is, if you if if any you basically you always have an, a, a control in your study that gives someone uh instead of giving them the real medicine you give them a fake medicine you tell them this is medicine it will do this and if it works as well as the medicine that you think you want to sell people uh and have the government sponsor or anybody actually uh then it's it's not useful because it doesn't do your drug doesn't do better than than lying to people So there's that. And then there's the margin of error, which is basically in any study, you have basically error correction built in. And you say, well, based on the way we did this, we think we have 5% up or down chances of being wrong, like overshooting or undershooting. And if your effect, the effect of the medicine, for instance, is improving people's, I don't know, pain threshold or just uh, ac- visual acuity or anything like that by more than 5%, you've exceeded this st- statistical margin of error. And at that point, you're actually useful. Like, it's, it, you're above the noise. It's just like, there's... It's kind of weird to relate that to noise, but <laughs> basically, we can actually hear an effect, right? It's above the noise threshold. And if you can hear an effect, then, then it'll, it'll be useful to at least a few people. There.
0: Got it. Yeah. No, I just thought I thought you were mad about it for the reason that a lot of other people were doing their fake outrage thing about, like, oh my god. I don't, th- on I don't think on the internet. It's fair to tweaking... say it's fake outrage. Well, I... no, it's the the whole thing with like people get mad for like a week and then they're done being mad and the pro- problem didn't go away, but they're just not mad about it anymore. It's always weird to me. But I feel like yeah. this is one of the situations where, they're like, how could how could someone who runs an entire platform tweak things to, like, I don't think people understood the entirety of the situation, um, and were looking at it like I was, because I really wasn't looking into the thing too much, but seeing it as, like, that A-B test t- kind of thing that I was talking about. Like, yeah. people A-B testing headlines to see which one gets more clicks, or article types to see which ones are read longer, and all that kind of stuff, which is... Stuff that happens all the time, right or wrong, mm-hmm. or ethical or not, moral or not, whatever it is, happens on services or or publications or whatever it is. Um So I just thought that was funny that it's like the opposite of what we started talking about the <laughs> this episode where we were like, you have control over your environment, but on a service or anything like this, you don't really have control over your environment. I just thought yeah. that was kind of an interesting like flip flopping. No, um, no, that I think that's that's interesting. Like you can, yeah, you can still control what things get through to you, but can you really? I don't know. I think that's um, something that um, I guess we
1: don't have that much more time to talk about this, but uh, I feel like there's uh there was a course in college I think that I could take optionally. I think it was I don't know. I think something like media studies, you know, one of those like, you know, uh, and. I think we had one of those in 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 high school too, but it, it, the the gist of it was we had a, a journalist. I think it was British actually, and he was showing us newspapers and trying to to have us identify without having any cultural background about the newspaper what political affiliation the newspaper was, and I think that was fascinating because when you know, so when you are not partial, where you, yeah you are. Not impartial. You, you, you have tips and everything. You, you expect the left leaning journal to say left leaning things, and you don't give them the credit they should have because you've assumed the same thing for the right leaning things. And for Facebook, it's the same. You expect Facebook to fuck with you, and when they do, I guess you say, "Ha ha!" Of course they fuck with me. But it, to me, like if they improve their service, ethic wise, ethics wise, if they improve their service and they don't. and they don't risk people hanging themselves because they were that close to committing suicide that one more upsetting bit of news they saw instead of a lolcat made them jump the gun. It's a very gray ethical area, but I would feel really, really, really dirty if I was one of those Facebook uh, data, data science or data science group people. And apparently, they they have more oversight now than they you they used to have, which is one of the consequences. And I guess that's what the the Facebook spin was was, and and it is spin. It was like, oh oh, let's no, this is not how we do things anymore. Um, yeah, because that was a long time ago, right? It was three or a four of years, years ago. ago. Which which again, a factor of science takes a while to verify things, and I, I'm sure they try. I'm sure they had some lawyers look at this. At least I really hope because hope so yeah if they didn't then they're they're really really stupid because to me even more upsetting than um, the the ethical question that people raised is how I'm trying to find the proper word how fucking um, unabashedly. I can't find that word. You're going to have to help me out. Basically, (laughs) someone said tone deaf. How insanely tone deaf the response from Facebook was. They were like, what? What? We did some. What did we do wrong? We did something wrong? And the guy, one of the guy who was involved in making the experiment actually posted something on Facebook. Just read that. Just read. Go read. I'll, I'll try to find it for the for the show notes. But first, read the science based medicine dis- dis- destruction of the terrible science, which doesn't really go into the ethics much because he just wants to just take it to task. And then go read the response from that that the guy that was involved, who's obviously a little eager on the on the science thing, and you'll see just kind of a response that you don't expect from a from a respectable. I guess, scientist. It's just maybe it, this is judging, but <laughs> I, like, I like judging. I,
0: don't <sighs> I just thought it might be interesting to get into because we were well, talking you got, about you control. Got me, you got me started for sure. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, I definitely got gotcha. <laughs> Sorry. So anyway, yep. moral of the story. Science. Uh, control the things yeah. that you can.
1: Yeah. User
0: settings, people. You,
1: you, you again managed to wrap it all up together. It's just... It's control of your environment. And when you try to do Mr. Science, make sure you <laughs> control the environment. Yeah. That's really good. Control. There it is. I think we got, we got interesting places today.